your beers and open your ears. Turn it up loud so you can hear. He hears it back. Relax and take a toke. Beers mandatory, ain't no joke. It's Chris and Nick and Taylor too. We're gonna have some fun with you. It's Grip and Nick and Taylor too. We're gonna have some fun with you. It's NBA and NHL and beers and NFL and mandatory stuff. And sometimes MLB and skips and bleeps. And where do we live? And it's lots of lots of fun. And everybody likes it. And it's Grip and Nick and Taylor too. We're gonna have some fun with you. It's Grip and Nick and Taylor too. We're gonna have some fun with you. Nick, I, Nick, I'm done. I have no more lyrics. I, I don't know what else you want me to say. I'm, it's it's not a sandwich, Nick. It's it's a cookie. It's two layers of cookie. It's a cookie, man. It's a cookie. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> and we're back. We're back. We haven't missed any time. We're back. Oh. We didn't miss. Ooh. The Japanese have an interesting beer can. I thought it was Japanese, too, yeah. but it's actually... Vietnam. Vietnam. I thought it was Japanese too, dude, but then I'm like, Crazy. Prague to Vietnam. So it was made in Vietnam. Interesting. We'll let you guys try to figure out what beer we're talking about. We're not going to reveal that. And if actually, if you know the answer, that'd be great. Yeah. If you figured it out and it's correct. If you've gone and through you know a similar dilemma. The answer, that'd be super great. Uh, anyways, and welcome back. Episode 34. Number 34. Um, Shaq and Lakers. Ricky Williams and the Dolphins. Giannis. And the Bucks. Ray Allen. Also on the Bucks or yes. the Seahawks? Yes. Or not the Seahawks. He was a cross-sport athlete, Ray Allen. Yes. Yeah, he was all over the Him place. And LeBron James. You can't Ryan accurately Nick. say a team with his name. Um, so true. It's crazy, <laughs> man. I've told you that catfishing story about Ray Allen, right? Yes. Yeah, that's I think we've discussed it. Probably. On one of our earlier, yeah, earlier yeah, yeah. episodes. Maybe one of our fantastic. first few. It's really funny. Yeah. Really, really funny. Yeah. Um, so this is our Super Bowl edition, plus this, like yes, basically sir. the NBA has just been going gangbusters. Yes, sir. You know, I don't think it's any coincidence that on Monday of Super Bowl week at 7 a.m., the Anthony Davis trade request came out. Like, the NBA's probably eating this shit up right now, being like, because I, I don't know about you, I have not heard nearly as much talk about the Super Bowl as you normally do in a week leading up to y- it. You know what, I've, and I didn't think it would linger this long, but I've heard more about people still complaining how the Saints should be in the Super Bowl as opposed to the Rams. Well, you want because, like, everything came out. And I feel like it's kind of tainting the pre-hype, to be honest. Yeah. Well, like, and because... And then everything came out, like, with Todd Gurley and the ref, and then all four refs were from Southern California, right? Yeah, like, I know. It's just... Optically, it doesn't look great for the NFL. Yeah, I mean, we'll dive into that a little more in the NFL section, but I feel like... I don't know. I'll voice my opinion once on the matter when we get there. Get once there. we get there, because once sure. I start, it's good. Yeah, I'm gonna can't start. stop him. You yeah. just can't stop Nick. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, it's a Super Bowl. Crazy stuff happened in the NBA. How have you been, man? It's probably been a couple of weeks. Yeah, man. It's actually just checking on on our uh, previous episode. It's been a, like a month. Oh shit. Eh? Yeah. Christmas, dude. We did not get nearly as together as much as we hoped we would. No, man. But yeah. hey, it happens. You get busy over the holidays. For sure, like I came back to work for three weeks ago now, and it's just been gangbusters. And right, you get then, back right? from the holidays, like, everyone's busy because you're behind. Yeah. But yeah. hey, man, we're here, so. Yep, got Monday off. I yes, do. Grand I does. do. Taking a nice little Super Bowl Monday off. Taking a page out of John's book. Graham. I don't think John's worked a post Super Bowl Monday in the past four years. Oh, John. Oh, John's off Monday too. Yeah. 
Oh. It's going ski, uh, snowboarding. Oh, right, 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 yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But he yeah, always man. does. Hey, they're not making it down, right? They're not making it a national holiday. You just got to make it your own. Yeah, exactly. You take you take that national holiday. <laughs> um, yeah, so that'll be a good Monday. Sunday's the Super Bowl. Coming over to to Graham and Lawrence. We're playing host this year. We got a good yep. collection of people. I'm excited yep. to. Uh, we got some good eats being some good eats. Got three bags of chips coming. Thank God. <laughs> um, wasn't sure what we would have done. Uh, they're gonna be no name brand too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. They're on sale. They were three for five. Toledo's. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, that's funny. President's Choice corn chips. <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, PC Mint is the best of the best no name brand. Oh, so true. And I love corn chips. Yeah. <laughs> you can't go wrong. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's gonna be a good time. Uh, you know, I, I was talking to Lauren about it last night, right? Because like, I, I want to do some things just to sort of make it. Like I want to enhance. Like I want you to work for your fun. I don't want you to just come watch the Super Bowl and have fun. I want you to work for that fun. It's more satisfying, right? Like so, we're thinking of different stuff. Like uh, like we're obviously gonna have prop bets, but we're thinking of doing like prop bets, but for our group of friends. Like, um, like first time or how many times Graham and Thad disagree on something about an <laughs> NFL player. Like just just funny things like that. So I'm gonna have like a prop sheet made up for for that. Um, I'm going to do like a little, don't worry, I'll explain it a little bit better tomorrow, but we want to do like a football, not necessarily scavenger hunt, but football. We're going to have like a door prize or some shit like that. Probably just be booze. I'm not kidding. But uh, I'm sure everyone there would, would not yeah, They're not that. turning it down. Yeah, <laughs> they're not turning it down. No, it's going to be a good time. It'll be uh, lots of fun. Good hangs, good eats. Yeah, it'll be good. I'm going to get sloshed. Yes. Yeesh. Um, I'm excited. So we have most of the stuff we're going to want to talk about is in our football and our, our basketball segments there. Yep. Um, so we just wanted to do a quick hitter on our 2K League because we had sort of, we were all gung-ho about it last time we met. and We're getting towards the end now. Playoffs are around the corner for We've sure. lost a couple members. Yes, lost John Taylor. Um, <laughs> John Taylor no longer with us. You are the weakest link. Goodbye. Goodbye, yes. I like to think that, like, if anyone else is listening to this, they're like, oh, shit, what happened to John and Taylor? Like, <laughs> no, everything's fine. Oh, yeah, Everything's yeah, fine yeah. with them, probably. Yeah. We haven't heard from them, but... Probably. I mean, admittedly, okay. Taylor hasn't texted in a while, you know? Yeah. Um, no, but uh, 2K League's going well. Um, I don't know. Nick's currently sitting first. He's clinched playoffs so far. Yeah, that was news to me when you told me that when you Oh, shit, here. right on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so you've clinched playoffs. Rich That's has good. clinched the East. Yeah, I knew he left. had for a while. Yeah, he clinched the East. Boston what is was it? What's his record then? He's only lost five, 23 and five. Yeah, yeah I, last time I saw him, like, you know, they have, like, the little social media section. I just saw, like, very hot the, the heater on a nine-game winning streak. And He's then on, like, that a 14 was... now, I think. 14 or 15, yeah. It's impressive. Yeah. I think um, I'm on, like, a five or six, I think. Yeah, I don't know, man. Like, I'll go on a three, four-game rip and then just like lose, we were saying. lose one by six. And you're like, oh, my God. Um, After being down. I've, I've had quite a few games, though, where, like, I'll be down by, like, 15, almost 20 at halftime, and I've come back. Okay, interesting. And I win by, like, two or three. I will say this. I never feel like a 10-11 point deficit. Never. Is, I never feel like that. 20, I'm worried. Yeah, 20 like, points oh, at any God. point. At 20 points yeah. at any point is, is tough to swallow. But at 10 points, even if it's, like, in the third quarter, I'm like, ah, oh, 10 points. I've also had first quarters, man, where, like, I'm down, like, 25 to 10, and I'm like, <sighs> yeah. You know, it's just like you're playing catch up that whole game. Yeah, yeah, precisely right. Like you just need to win every quarter by seven. Yeah, and yeah. Like, and that's that's it's that's a dangerous man. proposition for sure. Um, but yeah, it's good. Um, so we'll do playoffs. Playoffs will be sweet, and then it's on to the draft and everything like that. Yep. Um, 
So I spent a lot of time fixing my team, changing my team. I have $73 million in cap space plus two extra first-round picks to use as assets. Mm-hmm. Like. The Utah Jazz are going to be busy this summer. I'll tell you. I'll tell you that right now. There's going to be some changes. There's some changes to the Jazz. Um, but yeah, it's really exciting. like it, the gameplay. It's this is exactly what I wanted from my 2K league. Yeah, it's been frustrating at points because like you don't just bowl over competition, right? But it makes the highs that much higher. Precisely, right? Like, and that's really all we're chasing. It's just better highs. As much as I hate winning or losing by two or three. I mean, winning by three is just like... There's no better feeling. There's no better feeling. It's so intense, man. There's no better feeling. Right down to that final... Precisely. Oh, man. So the NBA defines clutch minutes as five minutes or less when the score is within five points. Yeah. And I'm like, every time I get to play a clutch minute in the fourth quarter, I'm like, this is great. Like, all right, this This is what I need for the playoffs. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because you know in in those user series we're about to have, there's going to be quite a few of, like... Seven it's games. going down to the wire. It's going to, yeah, yeah, exactly. Seven games to the max. Even games, like individual games, man. Like, it's going to be like... Toy. It's yeah. going to be like within three, within two, like coming yeah. down to the last couple minutes. So, um, You and Richard still need to play. I beat Richard, you beat me. I'm very, very... You beat Richard? I beat oh, Richard. Just for like the first game of the yeah, game. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I'm, I'm excited to play Richard. Yeah. Just to see, you know, we want to see where we stand. The guy's a three-point shooting debutant. I know. I think, I, you, can ta- I think you can take that away from him in the. Yeah. I genuinely think I can take that away from him in the playoffs. Yeah. I just need to get through you in the West to uh, to have a chance. <laughs> yeah. Because I do think he'll cakewalk through the East. Yeah. It appears that way. Yeah. So congrats, Richard. Congrats. I can see though the game putting up like. In the playoffs, like I can see, you've teams been doing this all season. You've been level. doing this all season, so now they take it away in the playoffs. I can see yeah. them doing that, like kind of making it more challenging, which I'm with. I'm for sure, for. for sure, I'm all for AI learning. Raise the intensity. Yeah. So Richard, great job! Congratulations on being. You'll be the first seed uh, all through if you if you make it through the in playoffs the league, eh? in the league. Good for him. Yeah. First inaugural league. Yeah. Um, congratulations, congratulations! But I'm just gonna point out something, Richard. Richard at initially didn't have the chance to play all these games. Richard initially... Um, I think he finished like 15 and 12 or yeah, something. Yeah, it was like he was like 16 and... He probably would have made the like playoffs and maybe as like an like eight that. Yeah, yeah. Like 15 and 14 or something like that. Like right yeah. at the 500 mark. Yeah. Um, because Richard, in his infinite wisdom, simmed through all of his computer <laughs> games uh, at a first go. And... It was ridiculous. It was really ridiculous. We do have audio recording, and I think that's how we're going to like lead into the commercial break, is uh, just playing... Um, that could even be our commercial break. Well, that's fun. That's fun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because, and I think it's important to know, I basically record most of my conversations with people on the phone. Um, I picked that up from all sitting presidents. Um, so if they do it, I figured I better do it as well, too. Just to keep it all... Keep it all on tape. As Nick starts like uncomfortably so laughing. So watch what you say to yeah. him on the phone. As Nick starts uncomfortably <laughs> laughing beside me what? and realizing watch he what you're saying, man. Never wants to never wants to call ever again. Who knows what he's scheming? Yeah, no, but so I, I knew that Nick had reset uh, Richard's blackmail. games. Yeah, and uh, blackmail exactly. Uh, I knew Richard had reset, um, or Nick had reset Richard's games when I called him. And so you'll hear in the in the phone call. But I just wanted to. To pull his leg a little bit. That's one thing I've noticed about this 2K League 2. Like, it's very customizable and forgiving, you know? Like, it allows you to reset games. It yeah. allows you to 
kick users out of the yeah, league yeah, yeah. Um, and still keep their teams going, right? Exactly. I, you jo- the Bucks. I played the Bucks today. They were ten and thirteen when I played them. Yeah, I sim because like after I played the Knicks John, beat me. The Knicks beat me. I haven't played Taylor's team yet. Yeah, the Knicks. I beat, beat me. John's team by quite a bit. But yeah, no, I, I beat down on John's team. Um, but hey, man, it was a good team. It was an okay team. No, I'm just kidding. That was a good team. Oladipo and uh, Bledsoe, man. I oh. kept Oladipo in check. Um, Siakam did Whiteside nothing. Whiteside just snagged every rebound, man. It was Oladipo Offensive and Offensive and defensive. I was like, Jesus, man. Yeah. There's so many times where they'd throw up a brick and Whiteside would just be like, yep, got it. Grabbed yeah. it, put it in. I'm like, God. Um, who was like, I played someone. <laughs> Bless you. Holy fuck. Thank you, sir. <laughs> Thank you. Um, Someone's in the air. Yeah, shit. I actually kind of woke up feeling a little shitty this morning. Uh oh. But I was like, oh fuck, no! I just like stayed up till three thirty drinking. <laughs> you were until three thirty. Yeah, I'm like, oh, that would probably explain it a little bit more. <laughs> and like we ordered just pizza. Tired. Like, we ordered pizza at, like one. Yeah, exactly. I just like, think I'm like tired more than anything. I'm like, oh okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Um. So we're gonna play the that leader of uh, Richard. Painfully freaking out that he thought his games were simmed. Uh, we get into our Super Bowl picks, everything like that. Talk a little bit about the uh, the non-call and the pass interference. Yeah. Um, how well I do think Patrick Mahomes is very exciting and should win the MVP and everything like that. Yeah, um, we can discuss. Like, I just have no time. idea how people didn't pick the Patriots. I'm sorry. Like, I I don't like the Patriots. I don't like Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. But like, I. Let's. I, I have a guy at work. I I've talked to you about him. I've talked about him on this podcast. He he knows his shit. He knows his shit in and out. And I was just like, I don't know enough about football to pick against statistical dominance. You know. Let's like, put it this way. I don't think anyone who does know football should pick against the New England Patriots. And you can okay. We're gonna we'll get say, into it. We'll we're gonna get into it. We'll save it. Just two quick points we'll before we get into uh, to that Richard call. Super Troopers two. Funny movie. What? Yeah. I thought it was bad. Did you see it? No. But I was always told don't watch it because it like that, and that's failed. What I hate. It was a I, flaw. Here's the thing. I love Anchorman 2. People like Anchorman 2 is a shit movie. Dude, honestly, I watched Anchorman 2 in, we were theaters. in theaters. Yeah, yeah. Was we, I with you? It was like me, you, Tay, John. Yeah, like, okay. Cabalo and Blake Only time I've seen it. Yeah. So that's fair, right? Like, and I, I wasn't the hugest fan after the it first. It was good, but like it just felt like almost like over the top. Top, like first and foremost, we were so high. Like you definitely yeah. do not. Re- yeah. You know? <laughs> no, it took me like two or three additional watchings since Here's high school. Thing. I can't remember the time I've been in the movie theater not high. Yeah, people go to the movie theater not high. That's weird. <laughs> yeah, that's the craziest thing I've ever heard. Um, no, but uh, like Anchorman two, just like Super Troopers two. If you're comparing it to like how quotable the first ones were. You're, you're obviously going to be disappointed. Yeah. Anchorman 2 and Super Troopers 2 had moments, scenes, quotes, and everything like that that are on their own funny. Like, if, if Super Troopers 1 and Anchorman 1 didn't exist, you would still laugh at these movies, right? It's like it's just, I think people have the preconceived notions of Super Troopers and Anchorman it's like 1. they have it on a pedestal. And right, it's like, exactly. If it's not as funny or funnier, you're then, go- then it's a fail. You're go- Exactly, right? Yeah. It's just like, it, but if you look at these movies in a vacuum, trust me, Anchorman 2, funny. Super Troopers 2, I was pleasantly surprised. Because I went in thinking the same thing, that it was going to be just Can like... Can I watch it on Netflix? Uh, no, no. That's okay. I have one of those Android box yeah, things, yeah, yeah. so... Just figure it out there. Uh, and then secondly, your dog pooped. That's more dog poop. No! <laughs> this is the second pile of dog poop I've spotted in Nick's house today. Graham's got his poop vision yeah, goggles exactly. on. Exactly. Just left, right, and sick. Picking them out like George Costanza. Jesus All right, Christ. so we're going to hear from uh, Richard, and then we're going to dive into our Super Bowl picks. Yep. Cheers. This again, I'm, I was trying to explain to Lauren. Do you mind just telling her again what happened? Yeah, so I was 
So I was going to play my next game, and I hit uh, X to go into it. So when you go into it, you have a bunch of options, which is like play now, sim this game, or sim like all cup games. And my phone had a text, so I looked at my phone, put the controller down. Apparently, as I put my controller down, it moved it down to, because the first option is play. Mm -hmm. So for some reason, I moved it down a couple options, obviously hit something. I didn't notice. As I'm picking up, I just hit X, and I look up, and I'm like, oh, my God, it's simming. Run to the controller. It took me, like, a good two seconds to see what was happening. Unplug it, and I turn it back on, and it's all sent. All I just, I couldn't. But the, you said you had, what, three up, games left? I have three games. I play, um, I think I play uh, John, Nick, and Taylor. Oh, so it's simmed all, like, non-user games. Just non-user games. It's all, like, the computer games. Wow. Man. I, I, when I played, okay, that, that, like, I can't all of a sudden, like, that quick. Like, there's no chance. Turn it on and it was all. And I was, because then it made sense. I thought it was an 82-game season, but. Still on and on, like, Whoa. what are the guys saying? Like, can they even believe that? Like, what's the chances? Taylor, Taylor, admittedly, first texted LMAO. He's just like, that's insane, man. Um, man, like, John asked, John asked how. Um, I don't know. Taylor wanted to redraft. John was okay. Oh, no, no. Um, Nick was Nick was okay either way. I was okay either way. Um, can you just sign on, man? Like, I can't believe that, right? So, like, you can still make trades. Like, can you scout? Like, have you missed all your scouting? Is all your scouting done? Man, that's what I'm... Well, I'm, I'm in my... I'm online. I was just upstairs getting some dinner prepped. No worries, bud. No worries. Let me... But, like, I went into Trade Finder and, like, did a quickly thing and it said that it would do it. But, like, if I missed all the scout... And, like, I just pissed because, I, I like, I was... I think from this team that I was looking at, I was just going to fucking get picks and, like, try to draft really well here. Yeah, because, like, exactly, man. This is not just a one-year thing. That's what I mean. That's what I'm more pissed off of is I've missed all that other stuff. I don't really care about missing out on those games. I care about missing out on, like, the scouting or, like, my strategy of what I wanted to do for coming years. Yeah, for the future. Like, players you like playing with and stuff like that, right? Right. Yeah, I'm going to cut him in a second, Mom. You discussed a pretty assignment. Would you like to target between plus if you're in a direction? Interesting. What? I don't think I can do scouting. You can't do scouting, eh? I don't think so. I'm just trying to. I tried to send a scout to the first place, and it says that they're already out. Well, and that just means that, there are, that they simmed your, or, uh, simmed your scouting as well. Because that's what happens, like. You can't say no, right. to scout someone when they're already out. You know? Yeah, because scouting progress, I got 38% on, like, every single player. Oh, shit. As low as 27 and as high as 38. I, I, I just, it's like when I flush my keys, I'm like, oh, I just stood at the door. Like, I stood at the TV five fucking minutes. I'm like, uh. Can you check your games again for me, though, dude? Like, are they actually simmed? Oh, yeah. Can you check again? Yep. Um... Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> you son of a bitch. I got you. I goddamn got you, Richard. You can do it, man. You can yeah. swap it back. I was Me and Nick were talking about it. Nick's like, I think I might be able to reset his game backs, and he did, and he reset them all. 
Uh. <laughs> Man, you're Jesus. You're just like Jesus. You gave me a second run of life. Exactly. I make I make you try hard. Like I make you Buddy. question everything. Buddy. And I reward faith. Send a send a thanks along. My father's savior. Yeah, dude. Wow. <sighs> you you talked me from that ledge, man. I was on that ledge. I wanted to see how far you would go, man. Oh, buddy, I was. I, I, I honestly stood there for five minutes. Like, I grabbed my phone four times. And I'm like, I don't know what to say here. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, do I don't know how to explain it. this. That is fantastic. Okay. I'm going to go cook some, buddy, uh, some dinner, buddy. I'll, I'll text you, though. No, that right. is tell amazing. You, Thank you. Thank you. Oh, I will. <laughs> <laughs> love you, dude. Glad everything worked out. All right, love you, bud. Yeah. Right, text along and thanks, too, eh? <laughs> yeah, no worries, man. Cheers. Peace. Cheers, bud. Yeah. Oh, poor guy. How did you, like, you know? What a solo. Thank you. Oh, thank you, oh, thank you so much. Some point throughout the play. I just want to let you know I didn't want to tell you, but that whole thing was recorded. Oh shit, was it? <laughs> How does it sound? I don't know. Oh, that's awesome. But I, it, it was I guess the mic up. is in yeah. the room. Yeah, yeah, that's funny. <laughs> um, that's cool. I guess you pulled a me. You recorded. You pulled a me. That's right back funny. at you. Yeah, right back at you, bro. Um, I shouldn't have told you. I just threw it in there. That's too funny. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I would have laughed. Yeah. Um. Anyway, Super Bowls this weekend. Um, it's here. That's crazy, man. I can almost like remember when we were well, like, week, week one's one. here. Taylor yeah. Week one, right? Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy. Nuts. Um, so where do you want to start? Where do you want to start? Do you want to start Casey, New England? Do you want to start Rams, Saints? There's a couple of points we can talk about in the Pats KC game. There's really only one point to talk about in the Saints Rams game. Um, yeah. Your call. Do you want to just skip that no. all together and go into the Super Bowl? No, no, no. I just want to say a point about kind of each championship game. Let's hear it. Um, You're the expert. I'll start with the Patriots-Chiefs game. I think it was a great game. Yeah, it was a fun game As to expected. Watch. But something about the NFL's overtime rules, man, it's just like I feel like they need to change because, let's be honest, everyone wanted to see – like Patrick Mahomes deserved a chance to like knock that up in overtime. Like think deserve of, deserve gets tricky for me, but I see what you're saying, right? Like it's beneficial to both teams, to the game, and to the league. Yeah, if both players get a chance, right? Like deserve. I'm like I'm not ready to go unless down. You're a like, Patriots fan that to say that you didn't want to see Mahomes get on the field and try to score a touchdown. Oh, totally, totally, totally. But I, I'm not ready to say he deserved. No, like because it's a, it, it's like, a, that's the rule. It's a sport, right? yeah. It's a sport that goes both ways. Like your defense needs to make the realistically, stop. like if you wanted to do something, do it. Like and I guess like the NFL would never go for it because like the NFL is well, so about time clock management. Are you familiar with how college football like Isn't NCAA it just like, overtime works? Uh, so basically, I, someone was trying to explain it to me because uh, like it's basically both teams. It's like both because I guess college football is played differently too, but it's yeah. like overtime works for like. Each team gets a possession. So, like, if you get the possession and you score, the other team gets the ball. 
And if they score. And they score. If and it, it your overtime goes until the team one team doesn't score on their possession. Which I guess you can look at it but like they don't they aren't it, it, this is touchdowns. Yeah. So like you're not talking about field goals. Like it's scoring touchdowns. Yeah. So like in in the NFL it's kind of different, right? Cuz you can kick field goals and then yeah. and now you're giving the other team a chance until to like you, you get to yeah. that point possessions where a field goal can win. Yeah. But, well, I'm not sure. I mean like if you wanted to it would work right now in the, at today's NFL because of the high-powered offenses, but that type of overtime can have it f- have its flaws as well because yeah. now you're like basically eliminating. Well, I shouldn't say that. It's honestly though, I I personally feel like it's a better it's a better system than what there currently is. But so, is there any time restriction in the overtime in college football? Uh, you're not going the whole field. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. That's right. You get the ball at, like, your 40, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you're, like, basically operating within the red zone each time. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Because I was thinking, like, why don't you just do a NBA style where, or, like, any, or an NBA style where you just have a shorter period and then... Just play it out. Whoever has the higher out. score at the end. But of the then season. people would just get upset because it's the exact same thing, right? Like... I mean, you're going to have people complaining regardless. About, but I like, think the what ifs. But so like even if it's say it's a ten minute overtime and someone takes eight minutes of the overtime and scores a touchdown, it's just not like just runs over. The clock. It's not just over though, right? Like that person still gets to run a two minute offense. Definitely. And other team still gets to run a two and minute have, offense. Like any of these high powered offenses and quarterbacks like Mahomes, Brady, or like Aaron Rodgers, Breeze, like any of those guys two minutes is like way too much time for them to score. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Like people get uncomfortable when like Great There's quarterbacks get like, exactly when great quarterbacks get like forty eight oh, seconds. Too much time, dude. Too much time. Yeah, you want them to have like 10, 15. 48 all seconds. they can do is like huck it yeah, like a hail mary. Forty eight seconds and, and two if Aaron Rodgers there, you're still like, oh shit, still, still fucked, <laughs> right? Um, yeah, I don't know, man. It's it's a sticky subject, and I mean, it is what it is. I'll tell you what. I don't think. I mean, and not that we're the leading experts on NFL rule changes or anything like that. But I'm willing to tell you that they've had this exact conversation and there's no rule that me and you have presented that I think could overturn is is a hundred percent this is so clearly better than how it is now. Like no, every situation that we could present right now is flawed. No, I know. Right. It, so And they always will, I think, like yeah. in some form or another. And I'm not saying that this system is not good, because it's I don't know, it's pretty fair. It's just like when you do have teams that like have the momentum going into overtime and they're like quarterbacks who can get it done. It's like like everyone knew that when the New England Patriots won the coin toss in overtime, we're like, okay, they're that's gonna game. win. Yeah, that's game it's right the there. same thing that happened when they came back on the Falcons two uh, two years ago and and yeah. they won the toss and you'd be like, okay, it's game, it's yeah. over. Like, so I'm exactly right. Like, what's the scenario but where on the flip side you could say the same thing about Drew Brees in the other game. He had that chance, and yeah. he threw an interception. Cost a pick, so exactly, yeah. the defense stepped up and did its job. So yeah. maybe it's not as bad as we think. Yeah, I don't know. And, and like I said, it's it's like a state of inertia. There's just no, there's no better solution. It's such a unique scenario, right? Like, I guess I'd have to look at it, but how often do playoff games go to overtime? <laughs> There's got to be some kind of record this year. Yeah, like it's it, it's not it's not as common as <laughs> no, this no, no, is, right? No, like, no, yeah. It's Actually, just this year in general, man, not even the playoffs. There was like a lot Tons of, of overtime. Like the, the I Browns, think there was like two man, or three the Browns ties, right? Like, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah the yeah. Steelers had a tie with the Browns. Like the Browns went to overtime so many times and lost most of them. Yeah, like lost which four hurts. or five of them, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but that's what I'm saying, right? Like this seems like such an anomaly of a season where yeah. like everything's no, yeah. happening with overtime. Like it just seems like. The amount that people have talked about that 
it's unfair, yo, that Patty Mahomes didn't get to go. I don't want to get into unfair or not unfair. I mean, it's not. It's I don't a, think it's a, unfair. A rule is a rule, right? But like, I think it's obviously better for the league and better for the game if Patty Mahomes does get a chance. You know, to like do people that. like for entertainment's sake, people would want to see him get the ball in overtime and see what for he sure, did. for sure. But like, but it is what it is. But then, like, just on a flip, flippant argument, or just to play devil's advocate, why not just win the game in regulation? No, hundred percent, hundred percent. Like there was a play. Oh, I can't remember the specific play, but. Andy Reid calls a timeout, I think it was like with eight minutes left in the third quarter. I'm like, you're going to need that. I'm like, dude, that's kind of dumb. <laughs> yeah. like, like, you know this game's tight, right? Like, that I just mean, seemed like such a, he did it, and I was like, uh, I would take the five yards. Oh, they were, it was like going to be it a was, delay yeah, game? Yeah, it would be like a delay a game, right? Like, it was, yeah, like a, it, was, it was like a second and six. I'm like, I don't know. I would take the five yards in that scenario. And not blow a timeout, but I guess that's like the knock against Andy Reid is he just has that comes down to really he has really poor clock management. I mean, it could come down to even the team too. Like it might not have been Andy Reid's fault, but at the end of the day, he called the timeout. Yeah, I don't know. Like I I guess that's my point, right? Like you, everyone puts so much into the you know like overtime. Patrick Mahomes didn't get a chance or anything like that. I agree. I agree. What? Who's their? Sorry, who's their running back? Jay Damian Williams. Damian Williams. Yeah. So Damian Williams, like. He lined up Damian Williams. There was at least three times where Damian Williams blew past his cover, and Patty Mahomes threw it four feet over his head. There's like two or three yeah. times where Damian Williams was streaking down like the top of the field. Yeah. Two or three times I saw it. Yeah. Patty Mahomes threw four feet over his head. Yeah. No, I, I, I don't know, man. Like, no, it, I like, know, I know. What and you're like, I, I, it's you're an NFL quarterback. I get it, but like, it is. What you it had, is. you had all your, like, you had those chances in regulation to, like. You to, hit, to hit Damian Williams, right? yeah. exactly, right? Like, yeah, no, no, hundred no, percent. Or, or don't let's not spend so much time talking that the rules need to change in overtime. Yep. When I totally could have just exactly right. Like, I totally agree, man. Yeah. Um, like in that game, like the Patriots won the game. They won fair and square. They deserve to be moving on to the Super Bowl. No one is surprised. Yeah. A lot of people out there would argue that they would rather see the Chiefs there because the Patriots, for sure. Da, 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 for sure. But also another interesting point is like, I know like around our friend circle like, like even Taylor like they make fun of like oh you're a closet Patriots fan yada yada Do yada you? yeah 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 dude but, like I, it, I continue yeah <laughs> in my like I I guess more than the average football fan like I don't really like it doesn't irk me like oh I hate the Patriots it doesn't irk me like oh I would rather see a different team like. I kind of see it more as like, like when you really look at it, man. Like we're witnessing like the, the greatest like, run of a franchise. This has ever. never happened. This is the greatest run of a franchise right? ever. Um, prof- exactly. I don't think it means as much to us, Patriot fans or Patriot detractors, right now as it will in twenty years from now. Like if you, I think this, like what the Patriots have been doing for the past twenty years, means a lot more twenty years from now. If you look at it in the sense, you could argue, yeah, the Patriots are boring. Like they just play by the fundamentals. They're like maybe like the San Antonio Spurs of the NFL. Right. But that has some truth to it. But it's like, hey man, like it's pretty amazing. Like when you have like an organization like that that is consistently showing up. Yeah. I've been hearing. I've been hearing for seven for years. De- a that decade. The, I've been hearing for seven years that the Patriots were done. Exactly, I've and everyone for seven years because people are preying on their downfall, man, and that's a common theme. Like people, the Golden don't State, like, the Golden State Warriors won seventy three games one season. They tried to win seventy three games. They won it. Lost in the finals. They don't show up. 
60% of the time in the regular season. Yeah. They understand that they don't need to show up for 60% of 100%. the regular season. They know right? they're going to be playing Come in June, April. right? Come June. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the same thing with Tom Brady. Like, so Bill Belichick wants to put Gronk out there and they lose to the Dolphins in the regular season. Fucking cool. Was it really ever in jeopardy that the Patriots were not going to make the playoffs? No. Oh, they lost to the Titans and the Dolphins. It's the end of it, right? Dude, Gronk can't catch. Thing every year. It's like cool fucking beans, dude, right? Like, dude, I, I, I don't want to hear that. I do not want to hear I that. I swear, man. They just toy. Like, they are running their basic vanilla shit in the regular yep. season. And then once the playoffs come, that's when they fully unleash. And it happens every year, man. Every year. Yep. They always start off kind of rocky yeah. at the regular season. So true, man. And they'll drop like a strange game midway yeah, yeah, yeah. through and you're like, Get blown up by hell? Tennessee. And you're exactly. Like, and you're like, yeah, oh, yeah. what the hell? Yeah. And like, I don't know, man. Like, it's... So this is kind of how I've compared it to. Like, I've definitely over the past two years, soft for sure. Like, and I'm not a Closet Patriots fan, even though I'm going to get it a ton. But I've definitely softened my stance on it. So I'm just going to compare it to something that's like means a little bit more to me. So I, when I first started watching basketball, probably like 2002, 2001-ish. Mm-hmm. That's when the Patriots began. Well, I'm talking basketball now. Like, oh, I, I'm going to drive it back. I'm sorry. sorry. I'm going to bring it back. That's yeah, yeah, no, yeah. okay. Um, I didn't really watch too, too much football back then consistently. Like, yeah, I'd yeah. watch an odd game yep. sort of thing. Um, I used to hate Tim Duncan. <laughs> I hated Tim Duncan. I thought he cried at everything. He was just like a big lummox. He was constantly like doing this, right? Like constantly always asking a ref for a call. I just couldn't stand him. I also was pretty upset because my favorite team at the time, the Phoenix Suns, played them in the 2007 Western Conference Finals. Right. And uh, I think it was Tony Parker, Manu Ginobili. Or no, it was Robert Ory. Robert Ory hip-checked Steve Nash. And then Amari Stoudemire uh, and Kurt Thomas jumped off the bench. And they suspended Amari Stoudemire and Kurt Thomas. For game six. So they lost. And I was just like, I was so upset. Like, and again, it just like fed into how much I hate the Spurs and everything like that. But as it got to like the later years and like Kawhi Leonard came along for the, the, and like they played the Heat in 2013 and 2014, I started to have a lot more respect for Tim Duncan because it was like 20 years into his career. It was like 15, 16 years into his career at that point, And he was still just dominant. Yeah. Like it, and he was doing less like ref. I want the call. I want the call. Right. He was just doing it. Yeah. Like Tim Duncan was averaging fourteen and eleven at thirty eight at seven foot one. Like it's pretty impressive. And it was just like he consistently was doing it. Right. Like and it was just it was great to watch. It was sustained greatness. And you always hear about like the drop off. Like father father time waits for no one. And I and that's totally true. Right. But like you see that drop off in Carmelo. Yeah. Right. Like. Yep. That doesn't happen to some players, right? Like, Tim Duncan dropped off for sure, but he dropped off to still contributing exactly. on a great team, right? Exactly. Like, and I don't I don't know if Tom Brady's had the same drop-off as, as, uh, as Tim Duncan. I really don't think so, right? There's, like, almost no drop-off. But he's constantly still contributing. 100%, man. And I, I just don't think, as a fan of the sport, like, and again, I don't, I don't have a deep-seated, like, I'm not an AFC East team fan or anything like that right like i don't have that hatred or anything like yeah that no for yeah, him. yeah like from that level right like i, I hate him because the patriots are cheaters every team in the nfl is a cheater um <laughs> they just got caught right yeah. like I, like i i hate him for all that right but it's just he is consistently contributing to greatness yeah man and it's just a, a fan that knows a little bit but it just really more enjoys it than watching or like just enjoys watching more than anything i like watching greatness yeah man and it's the definition of it. He is it, right? Like, 
So I don't know. I, I mean, like I said, I think it'll mean a lot more in 20 years when we can talk to young kids at a bar or something like that about like what actual winning is. 100%. Right? Like I think that'll be... 100%. I think it'll mean a lot more to all of us then. And you know what's funny because I have a buddy at school that I met and I think he, he's younger, man. He's I think he's 21, 20. And he's a Patriots fan. So I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, anytime I hear anyone's a Patriots fan, I, I automatically like bandwagon. Yeah. Um, but I've almost kind of changed my perspective on this now because I'm thinking back now. I'm like, okay, well, when the Patriots, like, when they first became, became like a dynasty, it was like the early 2000s. So you were however years old back then, right? Like that's kind of like two or three. Right. So like, that's kind of when I started getting into football. Yeah. And I feel like everyone, when you're at a young age and you first get into sports and you kind of like pick your favorite team, you gravitate to a, a lot team. of that times you're picking a favorite team based on a, you like their jerseys yeah, and B you're probably picking a team that is successful and or geographically located or geographically. Yeah, located. Yeah, yeah, I'd sure. say that's probably the top three, top three for sure. So for me, <clears throat> when I started watching football, I picked the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as my favorite team. And that was the year they went and won the Super Bowl. I had picked them as my favorite team before they won the Super Bowl. Yeah. But namely because I like their jerseys, I like their logo. Yeah. And I knew they were doing good that year, and they just so happened to go on and win the Super Bowl. So back then, if I told someone a year later that was my age, yeah, my favorite team is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they'd be like, Bam, Megan Hopper. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And they've sucked since then. But like, I kind of. Like, does, like, does that make you a bandwagon hopper, or is it just like when you're in your fundamental formative years right? and you happen to have chosen a, a, a winning, exciting team? Exactly. Does that mean you're a bandwagon fan, right? Like, it's just you're young and you. you I'll tell you, you. I'll tell you what bandwagon fans are. Every single, every single bitch in suit in Toronto in 2015 and 2016 that bought a Blue Jays hat. Yeah, those are bandwagon. One hundred percent. Like, and hey, I've been watching Jays games since like the nineties. They've been shit since the nineties, and I've been watching Jays games since the fucking nineties. One hundred percent. And you know what? I I can fully one hundred twenty percent admit that I didn't really care about baseball or the Jays until that twenty fifteen year because yeah. you know, like I'm They're around. Exciting well, and they John winning. was in town. We were, yeah. me, him, and Brett were hanging out a lot, and like those guys like baseball, so. Yeah. I remember that 2015 year no, when, that was when they picked up David Price. That I was like, watched like watching that game with the bat flip. And dude, like, that was a chilling game. That was an amazing I game. To watch. But like watching that playoff series, I can honestly say, like, because before that man, I didn't give a shit about baseball. Yeah. I was like, it's boring. It's but watching that yeah. playoff series when the Jays went on that run, I was like, like that was it was cool, man. To yeah. me. So like. I, I can equate myself to a Jays fan now and know they are not that team they were in 2015. But, like, yeah. since then, I've I've gone to – I've paid for tickets to go watch them and play. You, you've realized that, like, baseball, when it is exciting and when it is good, it's fun. Fantastic. You really like watching it. It can be it a dry exciting. sport, man, but when yeah, it's exciting, it it's is exciting, just as sure. exciting as any other. For so, sure, man, for sure. Um, yeah, I guess my point is that, like I, – I used to be one of those people that's like, oh, I hate the Patriots, but now I kind of see this, like – Hey, man, like, if people are Patriots fans, then, like, I can't judge because they did when they when they were the successful thing. the same thing I did. They I, just picked the favorite team. No right? one's a Patriots bandwagon fan. Unless you are one of those people who are a Patriots fan this year and you were last year, but they lost Philly and then all this year you had a different team and then now you're all of a sudden a Patriots fan no, again. No, but that, person, that that person's not a bandwagon fan. That person's <laughs> just an idiot, idiot yeah. that I don't want to hang out with. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Precisely, But right? those but people like, exist. So true, man. So um, true. But 
Exactly, right? Like, I, I if someone tells me a page, they're a Patriots fan, to me it's probably like, if they're our age, it's probably like, so you probably got into football comp- like heavy probably in like mid-2000s, so like 2005 on. So like they had won a couple Super Bowls. Yeah. They went on like, they had that, he had that historic season where he lost to Eli in the... In two thousand and eight, right? The first time. Yeah. <laughs> but like you you formed your opinions about the Patriots probably then. Yeah. And yeah, sure they've gone on like historically great success, but that was twelve years ago. Yeah, man. Right? Like Yeah. People our age that are Patriots fans. And they've missed out on the Super Bowl since then. Yeah. Um not many times, but they have. Was this their fourth straight or third straight? This year? Yeah. Uh third straight. Third. Falcons, them. Eagles. Eagles now. No, yeah. Because the, the year, year before, before that was, was... Uh, Broncos, Panthers. Yep. Yeah. And the year so before I mean... that was Patriots, Seahawks. Yeah. And they won. So, like, I don't oh know, man. God. Yeah, yeah. They're always there, right? You can't count them out, but I don't know. I, I They deserve to be there, man, and Clearly. they're not done yet. Yeah. No, I won't be surprised if they're there next year. Yeah. But eventually in time, we will see. There will be the time when the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes beat. Bill Belichick and Tom Brady. There will be the time when... Like, that's what I was saying, whereas, like, uh, no matter what, that was going to be a close game. Like, even last year at the Super Bowl, uh, so, like, the game ends with Brady with a strip sack, and they win by, like, three or what, or they won by, like, four or whatever, right? Yeah. Um, Brady still threw for over 500 yards, and did you not think that on that last Hail Mary in the end zone, you were like, oh, fuck you, like... Yeah. Someone's going to come down with that ball. Yeah, 100%. Like, I legitimately thought until it was on the ground. I'm like, someone's coming down with that ball. 100%, man. Right? So it's like... And I, I find know. it funny, it's, too, when... You like, know. The, it, it's also close, right? Like, the Patriots are, like, in these close games and everything like that. Like, the Chiefs, like I said, if Damian Williams or whoever's their running back, like... The Chiefs, yeah, yeah. If he catches Daniel. those, like... No, 100%. It's, uh, it's, it's the Chiefs right? Super Bowl. Or the, Chiefs Saints Super Bowl. Completely different game, right? But, like, they're close games... And in a close game, I'm sorry, I just, like, again, I don't know everything about the sport, but in a close game, there's not two people I'd want other than Brady and Belichick. 100%. 100%. per. Um, And, like, I find it funny, too. Like, it is funny how people are like, oh, like, Tom Brady can't complete a pass more than five yards, yada, yada. He's a system quarterback. But, like... Who, who cares if you can't complete a pass I, more than five yards? But he does. That's the funny part. No. Maybe like that one to Gronk? Like, he throws his 20, 30-yard passes and yeah. with accuracy. But, like, that's... Like, it's the fundamentals of football, man. Like, take what the defense is giving you. No, so, like, yeah. if you're... I have no problem with, like... Do, do, does people get mad that Giannis Antetokounmpo can, like, just run into the lane? Or even James Harden. James yeah, exactly. Harden, oh, all he does is get to the free throw line. Like, yeah, exactly. oh, the refs blow the whistle if someone breathes on him. It's like... When I played basketball I, as a kid, coaches loved that shit. Like, you know, like... Go live at the free throw why line. Why wouldn't you do yeah. what works? Eight free points at the free throw line? Why every not? Game? Absolutely. Why not, yeah. man? And, like, there was that one game that Harden had not too long ago. What He was, like... It was the one game he dropped, like, 61 and... At MSG? Hit, I think so. And he had, like, that ridiculous amount of shot attempts. None of his points that game were assisted. Right, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but even if you looked at his like field goal percentage and even worse his three point percentage, it was just terrible. Yeah, like I what was it? He was like, well, when you jack thirty threes a game, yeah, it was like twenty five yeah. three point attempts and he yeah. hit like seven probably. Seven, yeah, eight. and yeah, like yeah. you look at that and he still scored sixty one. It's like that's terrible, but I mean the sixty one points are the sixty one points. Exactly right. Like, can you really, can you really like shit talk Tom Brady for throwing five yard passes when? 
it works. It works and he wins. Right? <laughs> you like, can. yeah, like that's just it, it seems is, it, it is, seems like such a foreign concept that like you could shit talk someone for that. People make fun of it and I think it is like it's funny whatever yeah, you make that the joke. Drinking game but, that uh, right? That like that's awesome. that's yeah, funny, yeah, that's but very funny. But in all seriousness, it's like why would you change something that works? Exactly. You take your five yard dump offs, the defense expects it, you hit them over the top for thirty yards. Done. Five yard, five yard, five yard, five yard. Do you do that for a whole quarter? Five yard, five yard, run, run. Five yard run, thirty yard. All you yeah. need, man, is the first downs. Yeah. And you could, if you're getting five yards a play, you're getting a first down two plays. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? Like it's yeah. just the fundamentals, and pe- that's what people find boring. But I don't know, man. They do it consistently, so that's cool. Anyways, enough on with the to Patriots and the stuff. One one main point yeah. from the Rams Saints game. The biggest is that Sean McVay is only thirty three. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Which is pretty amazing, but anyways. The, yeah, it's it's the no call. It's the no call. Um, That's ridiculous. I, I just it, I, I just it was a brutal call, man. But I don't know. They I, need I to, they need to stop talking about it. And I'm the only person on this channel that like conspiracy theorizes <laughs> the, on this channel on this podcast that like conspiracy theorizes. That yeah. was just refs not. Dude, it was like, that was just refs missing a call. It like, happens. Wayne Gretzky fucking in 1993 in the Western Conference Finals in Game 6, Wayne Gretzky clips Dougie Gilmore in the face in front of a ref. Dougie Gilmore's bleeding. He goes down. No calls made. The ref was right there. Right. But, like, he's interviewed a hundred times. Kerry Frazier afterward. He's interviewed a thousand times afterwards. He's like, look, you it can't... clearly happened. I watched it after the game. But during the game, my goal is my job is to watch the puck. The puck was going behind the net. I... Like, and I hate him. I'm a Leafs fan. I'm wearing a Leafs sweater <laughs> right now. I hate him to my very core, right? But th- that's the human side of... It is. That's the human side of refing, right? And it is. And... I, I don't think I'm ready to have... Other than a other than a strike zone in baseball, I'm not ready to have a completely automated refing system. I agree, because that sucks. That makes games four and a half, five hours, and unwatchable. Yeah, no, yeah. 100%. 100%. Yeah. Um... And you know, like it. As, so you're saying they should just stop talking about it. Well, I mean, it raises some questions because it does suck. I mean, if if they do call that pass interference, the Saints, Saints just take probably yeah, yeah. are in the Super Bowl. Oh, they definitely okay? are in the Super Bowl. But it was a missed call. Let's not pretend that the refs didn't miss calls on the Saints against the Rams. Yeah. Like many people dug up, like Rams fans were digging up. There was many. There's probably like. Three or four missed face mask calls, which is a 15-yard penalty. Every time. And a first down. Yeah. Where that killed Rams drives. Yeah. Um, and the biggest one of them all, they want this rematch, but they technically got the rematch in overtime. The Saints had the ball in the beginning. You see, that exactly. Further, that's the point. That's the point is that there was still the chance, right? Like, that's they, why I, I, I can't I can't listen to people talk about Patrick Mahomes not getting a chance in overtime. And even Because he has the chance. He, like, us discussing earlier in the Chiefs-Patriots game in overtime, statistics, statistically speaking, the team that wins the coin toss and receives in the overtime should win that game. Yeah. The Saints and Drew Brees... Threw a pick. And Sean Payton, they're... Ju- Sean Payton and Drew Brees are just as, like... Iconic, almost. As, you could put them up there with Brady Belichick. And Belichick for like sure. they've been together forever, man, and they're like very di- like they can do anything. So, the Saints win that coin toss. You're like, okay, like yeah. they should probably win this game, but they didn't. The Rams did their job, and Drew Brees yeah. threw an interception. Yeah. So, in my opinion, I, agree, I may man. be biased because I hate the Saints, but stop crying, man. Yeah, I like I agree, and like when I when I started hearing things like 
they want to rematch. Like, it's the you game. had one, dude. You had one, and also like. Dude, like so, I read it was like an economic impact report on if they delayed the Super Bowl even one day to replay that game. I thought that whole thing was ridiculous. Oh, I, it they, was never gonna happen. I but know. like it's in today's day and age, you have to listen to this but shit. But even right? like Michael Thomas, dude, I read it. It was like, like three hundred fifty-six million. They delayed the Super Bowl one day. It's like three hundred. Oh, the, the cost. Yeah, the cost would be like three hundred fifty-six million. Well, because all the and services just, and the sponsors, hotels, right? everything, right? The like, artists that are performing at halftime, crazy of performances. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like no, it's uh, like no, not even like all of that stuff. Sorry, was just the game. It. Just the game with like advertising and and all of oh, that right, shit, right, right. right? Like just yeah. all of that stuff, moving it, having to take over time slots for it, like that. So that excludes, like that's a, that's an over a billion dollar. Yeah. Delay mm-hmm. with hotels, services, food, mm. this, that, and the others, right? Like, we're just talking about the game broadcasting on right. television. Yeah. Right. No, 100%, man. Like, that's... Give me a break, man. Like... Yeah. There's no duel Michael sports. Thomas... Just like Avon said. Yeah. <laughs> no fucking there do-overs. Oh, by the way, I finished season four. Okay. Dude. Pretty crazy, eh? I hate that Bodie went the way he did, but... Dude, dude. I was talking to John yesterday about this, and... You know what? He you went knew, He was, went down with a fight, man. It was exactly how he was going to go, man. That's why was exactly how he right was going to go. Right from the get-go of the season, yeah. man. He just did not. He couldn't, he couldn't be like, accept man, it. like. And then he starts talking to McNulty. And yeah. you're like, nah, you're done, Bodie. You're, you're done, man. You're done, dude. Yeah, and yeah. like, he, he wanted to retaliate, man. It was like, and like they said, it's like, it's not the same, why, man. Why like, an injured repertoire Avon anymore? and Stringer. Why an injured yeah, repertoire right? anymore? Yeah, yeah. I sh- You should have like, I should have known like at the beginning of the season that it was his time. That's pretty crazy though, eh? With all the kids. Yeah, 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 man. So... I mean, I haven't started season five yet. People, gonna, I've talked to people that don't like season five. Season five is different, yeah, because they like they had to like basically fight to get the season, right? So, and they only do ten episodes as opposed to thirteen, so I it does that. feel a little bit more rushed, yeah. But I love it. It's like it's McNult, like the story that McNult, like that McNulty finds himself in. It's like, it's like, and McNulty's great through four seasons. I think McNulty's at his best in season five. Really? It's so crazy. Like, I, I would agree that the story's probably not as interesting, like, overall, right? Like, it yeah. has to do with uh, the media. Yeah. And, like, why the media chooses. Kind of like the back, like the... And, like, how papers are basically, it was, like, at the time when papers started to, like, really heavily close and right. everything like that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, the story that McNulty finds himself in is just so fucking twisted and weird and amazing. You're like, oh. So McNulty. So McNulty, dude. Like, pri- classic McNulty, dude. <laughs> Basically, he falls off the wagon and he's a full-on drunk cannon. Really? Yeah, yeah, that sounds great. sounds pretty McNulty. Sounds about McNutty. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, man. Um, so, I mean, just because you always wanted to hear, like, what I thought after I finished of season, season four. Three and four. Yeah. For me, personally, I would say that season four for me probably ranks at, at the top. top yeah man you're not the first person that said that i'm weird and i think number two i would have to put season yeah, two you really like season two. i don't know why yeah, dude you really it was like so season di- two yeah, yeah, yeah. It, even now after watching pretty much i mean i still have season five to get through so i can't accurately say but from what i have watched season two is so much different because like they basically in season two it's like you're not dealing with all the same yeah it's a different story right? it's like, legitimately a different it's story it's totally yeah. different and like I don't know. I I really like I really like the the story in season. It was two. a risky like a risky move to tell a completely different story, but I think it pays off. 
And I did a lot of Google because I like Googling about like stuff like that. Finding out after, after the done. fact, yeah, for and, sure. And like I couldn't believe the amount of people that like thought season two was just bad. Oh, people hated it, right? Yeah, like yeah. people just did well, not because, like, like it. What a standard television show will do would be like we have a great first season, so let's just give more of what people liked in season one, right? Yeah. But for David Simon's story, he's like, no, I have to tell this other story. It's like where so that I can bring it back to the main narrative. It's right? like how are the drugs coming? Precisely, in? right? Like if the whole thing was the like, war on drugs. It's almost the, like, yeah, it's like how do the drugs the backstory even further, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Like to tell, it was to, a necessary to, season. Uh, I couldn't agree more, man. If to tell, to, to capture, tell the entire story. Yeah, because I think like one and then three from three through five are a pretty contained narrative. Yeah. Whereas two, two is basically like the over, the reason that one through one and then three through five exist is because season two happens. It's like this is how yeah. like how everything can happen. Being, exactly. Yeah, how everything can happen in Baltimore. It's like the it's like the foundation. Yeah. Of, of why these other seasons and how the drug scene actually operates. Precisely. Precisely. I don't know. Uh, that's pretty cool. I love man. that you said four though, like because no, Rich yeah. is a huge four fan. I, I know John's a huge four fan. I'm still undecided between three and four, man. Like I love three. I put three under two and then probably one. One, yeah. Um. I found one probably the just the most of a grind. Well, it's just because you have you have to set up so much of the world. But if so I went much. back and watched one now, yeah. I would probably appreciate it more. Oh, absolutely, you do. Just because I know what's coming. I, it's like I can go back and watch these seasons a hundred times and still catch something new. But that being said, I enjoyed one. Yeah. Um, well, they're all the, right? like even their worst season, whatever you think it is, is better than most other seasons. So yeah, I guess so I'll have to maybe re-rank my things after I watch the last season, but that's kind of where I stand right now. I would say five doesn't, five, I don't think five will top your best seasons. Like I said, this overall story is not, the overall story, like with all the characters involved. Does it kind of end like open-endedly or does it kind of like More or less. Yeah, okay. I figured it would. Yeah, yeah. It it doesn't seem like the wire for they ended it with like conclusions everywhere. A clean, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. It's actually really like, I don't want to spoil too, too much, but like, Basically, you just, like, you could have done The Wire for, you could do The Wire a hundred times over with different characters in the same story. Like, it basically, it just is, like, it shows how. Do they continue with, like, like Marlowe and, yep. and Chris and Snoop and stuff? Yep, yep. Because at the end of season four, they pull all the bodies out of the houses, right? Well, that's why I figured, I'm like, okay, oh, they're going to keep so digging good, into dude. this. So, well, they find 21 fucking bodies, right? With all the nail gun and yeah, stuff. Yeah, it's so good. And then it all ties back to the first episode when Snoop is buying, buying the nail, nail gun. gun like, right? It's all yeah. about the nail gun, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. And no, then he's trying to find the nail gun, right? I just yeah. found season four had so many, like, just, like, there are so many moments where it was like, ah, like, it was yeah. just so well put together, in my opinion. Cuddy's good in it. Yep, um, yep. Prez Beluski is the teacher. Yeah, yeah. He's no, great, I right? love yeah. I love going back. <coughs> what Prez a is great. shit show. Prez is great, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking Michael. Yeah, man. It's really good. Yeah. Yeah. That was a great season. Um, anyways, yeah, so sorry, back to the Super Bowl. That was um, a bit of a wire tangent. Sidetrack. Yeah, that okay. happens. But yeah, so we I guess we can move on now. On. I think we've covered basically how we got to the Super Bowl, but... Um, so what, what do you think happens? Because I'll tell you what you I... You want me to jump right into my winner? I would. I. I want to tell you, you what I think will happen. Yeah. Because the Patriots made a deal with the Devils sometime about twenty odd years ago, <laughs> they're gonna win the coin toss, and again to start the game. To start the game. Okay. And against convent because Bill Belichick is gonna pull out all that crazy shit in the playoffs. They give vanilla during the regular season, and they pull it out in the playoffs. They're going to elect to go down the field first. They're gonna elect to take Receive. the ball first. Wow. Okay. So they're gonna go down. They're gonna score on their first drive. It's gonna take eight minutes. They're going to score on their first drive. So they're going to then Jared Goff and Todd Gurley, who are in these this bright stadium and everyone's yelling, it's a Super Bowl, right? 
they basically have to spend the first 25 minutes of the game sitting. Patriots will score on their first drive. Then on the second drive, Jared Joff will just have like a little bit of rest, right? Like maybe it's like two, like they'll do two sets of downs and then they're out. Maybe they get a field goal, but they won't score a touchdown. It'll just be uh, Patriots will either give up nothing or like a seven or to three or a seven to three, right? Then Brady will get the ball back, go down and score again, and then before you know it, it'll either be like the end of the first quarter or like at the 14, 13 minute mark of the second quarter, it'll be fourteen to three. The stadium will be raucous as shit, and everyone will be talking, or everyone on the Rams bench will start to think, fuck. We need to like, step it up. It's 14-3, time to come off the second quarter, and we're playing the Patriots, right? Yeah. So they're gonna, I think then, like, they've shown tremendous composure and everything like that, but remember what the narrative was before they played the Saints? If they lose this game, the Rams are viewed as a very different team. Yeah. than they are if they had gotten through to the Super Bowl, right? 100%. They're viewed as, like, a young team that maybe Jared Goff is not the guy, maybe Sean McVay isn't the guy, right? Like, they're viewed as a very different I think team. I think regardless... Because let's... The Rams are, like... With all the signings they had, like, they brought in Tlaib, they signed... Um, Marcus Peters. Peters, Sue. they signed Sue. So, like, you, they're in a win-now state. Mentality, yeah. Um... You know, they've spent their dollars. They put, like, they've been signing guys like crazy. Um, I personally think that Sean McVay and Jared Goff are going to be a competitor for years to come. For sure. In the NFC. But yeah, you wonder because, you know, what if the refs did call that pass interference and the Saints are going to the Super Bowl? Now everyone's like, well, the Rams. We're kind of projected to get back further to, in the back to than they back did. years. They lost the Falcons the in year the first before, round, right? You know? Back so, to back years, and they exactly. were they were dominant. They were yeah, they were. I think they're probably I think they had a, over the Falcons. I think they had only a one win better record this year. I think they were twelve and four this year, eleven and five last right? year, right? Like so, that's what I'm saying, right? Like literally three two weeks ago, we were telling the story or the narrative was amongst mainstream media was that you know if the Rams don't win this, what are they? Yeah, right. And yeah. now they won because. They got a pick and a no call happened and everything like that, right? And like, people are always going to precisely detract them from them for that, right? But like I said I'll two weeks ago, they were a completely different. The narrative was completely different around the Rams. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Because while they were the hottest team in the league for a while, like they were undefeated until however many wins, um, you know, then they started losing a couple games. And I personally even thought I'm like, eh, I don't know if you know I. Because, like, they were, other than, like, Todd Gurley and, like, Brandon Cooks, like, they have guys like Robert Woods, and he's, like... He's been around the league a bit. You know, when he was in Buffalo, he was nothing more than, like, a number two wide receiver. Like, yeah, he was, yeah, like, yeah. just Robert Woods. But now he's, like, doing great with <clears throat> Sean McVay's offense, and you're, like, kind of thinking, you're, like, I don't know, man. Like, are these guys really... So then it's just, like, are they just system players? Like, the same the criticism system. against Brady, I hate, right? I hate that Me too, word, dude. but, Me too, but you, you kind of wonder, like... That's what I'm saying, right? Like, I, I think if the Patriots get to them first, get to them early, yeah, and then they have to play on their heels. And I'm not saying the Rams can't win in a shootout, right? But, I, like, again, if it's if the Patriots get to it first and it's going to be a close game, I'm taking Bilicek and Brady over well, dude, here's McVay the thing. and Goff. Experience, I think... Everyone who watches football can agree that experience matters, especially in big games, the biggest game of them all. Mm-hmm. Brady and Belichick, highly... 28-3. to Outnumbered. 28-3. Right? Like, they yeah. highly outnumber this young Rams team yeah. in experience in big games. Um, 
I'm on your side. I personally think the Patriots are going to control this game. Not saying they're going to blow them out, but they're going to control it enough to have the Rams like kind of like, oh, fuck the whole game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and kind of playing from behind. Not by a lot, but playing from behind. That's what I'm saying, right? Like, a 14-3 game isn't insurmountable, but at the same no, time... No, not at all. But it, at the same time... In the Super Bowl, like... It, nerves, it's when you're your first time there, and every, every story against you is how young you just, are, right? Like I have more faith in, like, Sean McVay as a coach than I do, let's per se, like, Jared Goff as a QB. For sure. Um, for in sure. a moment like that. Like, I have no... Like, because McVay's I, I, proven he's, like, a... On, on what ninety? Sorry, for sure. But on what ninety percent of their plays, they have the wide receiver cut across right behind. Yeah, they love motion. Yeah, right. Like yeah, you. I guarantee you, Bill Belichick has had a game plan against that since week one. Oh fuck, dude. Actually, I take that back. I guarantee you, Bill Belichick's had a game plan against that since last year. I uh, personally, I, I'm just gonna. I do not see the Patriots losing. I do I, not. I would agree with that sentence. I as don't well too. And you know, people could argue, well, the, the Eagles beat them last year. Yeah, great. That's true. But I. I cannot see the Patriots losing this game. I don't either. I think it's going to be a good game, but I cannot see them losing it. I would agree. We've had a good we've had a good run of Super Bowls over the past 2-3 years. We have, man. There's yeah. been great games and I I I don't know, man. I can't I can't see them winning. I can't. I can't see the Rams winning. I call Patriots 24-13. Okay. I was going to say 31-24. Okay. Patriots. Patriots. All right, so you heard it here. We're going to come back. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, basketball. AD. Anything else you want to add? Um, looking forward to tomorrow. It's going to be a good time. Can't wait, man. It's going to be a good time. We're going to have some good food. Cheers. And three bags of chips. <laughs> hey, <laughs> do you have a girlfriend? Cool, whatever. She have trouble sleeping, there is an easy solution. It's sports! At Girlfriend Sleep Aid Limited, we will make your girlfriend fall asleep. Limitedly! Every man says they want a girlfriend that likes sports, but they're lying. Girlfriends ruin sports. Help them go to sleep. It will make the viewing experience better. That's Girlfriend Sleep Aid Limited. Alright, we're back. So the NBA this week um, decided to not let the NFL have Super Bowl week and decided on at 7 o'clock on Monday morning, uh, Anthony Davis decided to announce that he wanted a trade from the Pelicans. He wasn't going to uh, assign his max extension. Crazy. So yeah, there's a couple of things I want to talk about on that. What was your thoughts on when he got fined the $50,000 for, tam- for publicly requesting a trade? And, like, did you read the Pelicans' statement? Basically, the Pelicans were saying, Rich Paul is clearly colluding right now with LeBron James to get Anthony Davis to L.A., right? Like, uh, I, I mean, it would kind of suck, like, as a fan of the Pelicans. Yeah. Um, did you see AD's personal statement towards the team and yeah, yeah, the fans? Yeah, yeah, everything like that, yeah. Um, I don't know, man. I, I feel like the fine, it is what it is. I don't, I don't know really, like, like so Rich how Paul the is rules Anthony, go. Rich Paul is Anthony Davis's agent, right? And he's LeBron James's agent. But him and Rich, Rich Paul and LeBron James have been friends for 20 years. Yeah. Like, he helps LeBron James build his, I, I, it just seems like LeBron James is, I don't know. He like, does what I, he wants. He controls the league, dude. Like, yeah. I don't think there's ever been a superstar in a sport that controls the league like this. No, definitely not. Like, and it's definitely just, not. 
I don't know, right? Like, I, I, I understand, like, they changed the rules. I think the rules are dumb that, you know, how, like, if they're kind of designed for small market teams to be able to keep their free agents with, like, the super max contracts and, like, yeah. stuff like that, right? Like, I do think the rules are kind of dumb, and I understand why players want to get out. They want to go to their right teams. But now that that's sort of been the trend, that LeBron James has led that charge, that, like, if you're not happy with your team, get out and go make your own destiny. And I'm totally fine for that and everything like that. But then it's sort of like, why why do the Pelicans try? Yeah. Like, why should... Why sh- in all honesty, why should the Pelicans try? Yeah. Why should the Phoenix Suns try? Yeah. Right? Like... I know. It's kind of hard. Cause it's just... It's so... Or like... And I don't know what it'll be, right? Like, because... I mean, superstars now do this because LeBron James has done it. If LeBron James... Like... LeBron James is the type of singular player that I feel probably has some sort of right or claim to be able to do this. Um... But, like, say LeBron James isn't in the league. Like, are we really bending over backwards for Kyrie Irving? Are we really bending over backwards for Jimmy Butler? Like, are we letting these rules, or are we letting these things take place if, like, LeBron James isn't at one of the ends of it? Probably not. Yeah. It's hard to say, though, because, like, like, who would be next in line to be LeBron James? Precisely. Right? You know? Is it Anthony Davis? Like, Is it what, Kevin Durant? Yeah, you know, yeah. I feel like... Maybe it might happen regardless if LeBron... Like, you know what I mean? Like, someone's going to be the LeBron. Yeah. Like, I, to me, LeBron's less Maybe of, not. like, a basketball player now and more of just, like... A, a businessman? Like, a not even that. Like, he's just Public a... Public figure? I don't even know how to describe <laughs> him, man. Like, how he how he influences the league and the decisions that are made in the league is, like... Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's dangerous for competitive balance. It's awesome for the league from a business standpoint because it, let's get all the superstars together in the big markets so they can play and be awesome. I get that. But, like, from a competitive standpoint, I wouldn't be surprised if the new CBA, like, the Pelicans and owners like that are fighting for like more a of a system. communist regime. Yeah. Right? Where, like, you, where this shit can't... You can't do that. This shit can't happen, right? Like, Honestly, and I'm so sorry. There's just, like, $50,000 fine is basically the NBA being, like... Sorry, Pelicans. Like, doesn't it suck? Here's a fifty thousand dollar fine from Anthony Davis. Where it's like, this is tam- this is tampering. I'm, but like, like, really, like when you're talking about Anthony Davis's contract of, you know, he's turning down his two thirty five mil or whatever, yeah. and like he's only going to be making one hundred ninety mil. It's like, yeah. really, what is a fifty thousand dollar fine? Yeah, it's no, literally exactly. a ten dollar bill. Precisely. That's that is cha- that is tip money. Yeah, yeah it's, it's like Anthony whatever. Davis, right? I don't care. I'm going to do what I'm going to do. Exactly right. Like. <laughs> And just like LeBron James's pull and influence, and it's just it it's so like it's the ethically shady gray area of NBA players and contracts and agents and stuff like that. Yeah. And I feel, I feel that, and I mean again, I I guess I really have no problem with superstars that want to get together, but it's cool in a sense. But I'm personally on the side that I would rather them, like you said, come together and kind of somehow make a rule against the formation of super teams such as i mean it's so i feel like it's so hard to control that though because like well because here's the thing right for every every small market team that's like tanking right now because like they've lost the bulls the knicks the suns and stuff like that right like you do know that not the the bulls are smaller yeah Yeah. but precisely right but like you do know the warriors celtics uh like raptors nuggets every team like that is saying like these pe- these teams are bad for the league because they're just purposely sucking, right? Like that's why people that's why the I don't like that either, yeah. That's why the Philadelphia 76ers got like interfered excuse me, interfered with by the league because like other teams were complaining they're like 
my guys go to play in Philadelphia and like because everyone shares game revenue when yeah. you play at games, right? They're like, we make two hundred thousand dollars less every time we play in Philadelphia because the teams are so shit, right? Like, can you really blame the teams though with the state? Of how that is. Like, that's what I'm saying, right? Like, LeBron James has empowered superstars, and that's fine to an extent, but, like, you act as if these things aren't mutually tied to each other, but they clearly are. LeBron James has empowered superstars to leave and not worry about, like, their max contracts and everything like that, because you can make up the endorsement money and win championships playing with other superstars. But then, because that happens, and that's fine, what's going to happen is small market teams that can't keep on to their guys yeah. are going to tank to get new guys, right? Like, so it's like... It's funny because, you know, both sides complain against one another, but it's just sort of like they both want it. Like, LeBron James wants it his way, then it's going to be this way, right? And vice yeah. versa. Like, yeah, if the teams want to be able to tank to get new guys, then superstars are going to say, fuck you, I'm leaving this team sort of thing, right? Yeah. So it's sort of like LeBron James in 2010 when he went to the Heat changed everything, and this is just the new landscape. Like, I don't think either things are good or bad or, like, but you, or you can necessarily stop one without stopping the other. Right. But I think that's just like what the NBA is today. Superstars will leave and then small market teams will suck to get new players. Yeah, and that kind of creates a shitty cycle, I guess. Right? Like, But that's where we are right now. Yeah, I agree. Look, you can be the Damian Lillards and want to win in Portland. I don't think Portland's ever going to win a championship with Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum. Kemba Walker wants to win in Charlotte. That's nice, Kemba Walker. Not going to happen. Not going to happen. No one wants to go to Charlotte with you, dude. Yeah. Right? Like... See, like, this is, again, it comes back to my point. I love the game of basketball. I just can't stand... The league? The league. The state of the league. Yeah, yeah because when you look at the teams that are tanking, like, well, like, the Bulls, like, they're, who's their, their best player, Zach Levine? Yeah. I mean, he's a great player, but... Zach Levine, ideally on. on a championship team, is a third option. At best. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> ideally. Yeah. Ideally. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, the, like, you can't blame them that they're, like... All right, well, we have to tank in hopes to get the next the Zion superstar, the Zion Williams, the RJ Barrett. Like, we need to... Yeah. I don't know. My superstar players don't want to be here. My Jimmy Butler Jimmy Butler didn't want to be here. Yeah. So I had to send him away, right? Like, yeah, stuff man. like that. I don't know. It's. I think it's a slippery slope, right? Like, I think it's really just both sides are arguing the same thing, but both of it view it from their point of view and are refusing to accept. It almost like, feels, though, that, like, it's trending towards... They're becoming a change in the rules. Oh, Otherwise, so. it's just it always be... happens like that, right? Yeah. Like it's a, like Anthony Davis is like you know the Pelicans haven't put a championship team around me, so I want out. But then the Pelicans are sort of like, well, Chris Paul left, you're leaving, right? Like why would we? And they did spend their. Don't get me wrong, they spend a lot of first round draft picks to try to get pieces around them. Like they spent a first last year to get Nick Meritich. They've spent first before, right? Like it's just kind of. Anthony Davis, Boogie. you're like the exactly right. Like they traded away Buddy Heald, that draft pick that they spent for Boogie for a season and a half. And it's just kind of like Anthony Davis is like the Pelicans. I want to be constantly competing for a championship. Well, the Pelicans want that as well too. But if you're a superstar player, that holds them hostage. Like that's what LeBron James did with Cleveland by signing those one year contracts every year. Like he's holding them hostage every single year, right? Like it's just sort of like how can you expect teams to? give you everything you want, yeah. and if it doesn't happen, you can still leave, right? Like, it's just, I feel like the superstar players are kind of, not that I'm trying to defend billionaires, but superstar players kind of lose sight of that fact, right? Like, I have no problem if you want to join up together, but then you can't expect your team to be ready to go all in at, at your whims all the time, right? Yeah. Like, because I'm sorry, as much as Anthony Davis is great, 
New Orleans franchise, if they did what they, excuse me, if they did what, like, they would have to do to compete for a championship and they didn't win in the next two years, Anthony Davis walks in 2020 anyways and they've just fucked their franchise. So it's like, I don't know, it's it's two sides of the same coin, right? Like 100%, man. One comes with the other. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. I feel like something needs to change, in my opinion. Yeah. Again, like, I, I, we're, I don't claim to be experts by any stretch of the imagination. I'm not sure what <laughs> needs to be changed, but something yeah. needs to change. Yeah, no, me right? either. Like, yeah. Because it would be a very, like, how do you how do you change that? Like, where do you be in? You yeah. know, like... You're gonna tell people that after they're done and the contract, where do you draw they the line? Leave, right? Exactly. Right like, now, you're gonna start to, like, telling what do you do players, players what to like, do. Like, what do you tell? What do you say about players? Like the rules regarding like, like Bradley Beal or Jimmy Butler, or Demar Derozan. Like, mm-hmm. how? Like, when, where do you draw the line between yeah. are they superstars or all stars, and what's allowed and what isn't allowed? Yeah. yeah, it's 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 a tricky. LeBron James has definitely changed the league. Oh, yeah. Better, I don't know. But he's changed (laughs) the league for sure. Yeah. And, like, then you get, like, an interesting scenario where... So, what are your initial thoughts about the Knicks-Mavs trade this week with Chris Porzingis? At first glance, before I knew that there was two future first-rounders involved for the Knicks, um, I thought the Mavs won that trade hands down. Yeah. I think they still do. Um, But after thinking about it for a bit... It's not like the Knicks didn't somewhat benefit from the trade. No, for sure. Even in, even immediately. The because, Knicks, for the first time ever, don't have any bad contracts on their books. Right? They've yeah. cleared their cap space to bring in a, yeah, yeah, yeah. a Zeon or whoever. Yeah, but he's... Sorry, sorry, continue. Um, and they got rid of a player that is not doing anything. Like, in Porzingis, yeah. he's out right now. And apparently he wanted to sign... He was not a fan of the organization as a whole, so he was just going to sign his qualifying offer and leave the next year anyway. So right. I get that you wanted to... So there's turmoil him. between the player and the organization. Are their their best player. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know, man. Um, my, my... Again, my initial thought was Mavs just destroyed them. And then I saw the I two agree. future first-rounders, yeah, and I was like... I agree. That's pretty smart on the Knicks' part to get those two future first-rounders. Like, rounders. it wasn't as bad as initially... As I initially thought, right? Like, you're, you're, tra- you're using your best asset to basically trade out contracts in the chance that you sign it. But here's the thing. This is what I don't get. Yeah. So, the Knicks are hoping to sign Katie and Kyrie, right? Like... Those are who they they cleared out those max spaces for. What about the New York Knicks roster? Kevin Knox is nice. The Knicks, even if they finish, if they're one of the bottom three teams, they only have a 14% chance at the first overall pick. So say the Knicks get, they have Kevin Knox, Frank Nicolita, and they get R.J. Barrett. Even R.J. Barrett. Not Zion Williams, they get R.J. Barrett. Does Does Katie look at that team with Kyrie and be like, Hey, me, you, Kevin Knox, and R.J. Barrett? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Zion Williamson changes that team. I, I think oh, if Zion sure. Williams goes there, like, the, they'll sign their superstars, no problem. But, like, I just, I, I can't fathom. Like, here you go. The Tim Hardaway contract, the Courtney Lee contract, and the Joachim Noah contract, you know who handed out those contracts? The general manager of the Knicks that is today. Yeah. Yeah, Steve Mills. <laughs> it's like... Okay, great. Yeah, fine. You you've cleared out all those contracts. You have the cap space, but you're still the fucking idiot that gave Tim Hardaway seventy million dollars, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. it's kind of hard to a hundred percent trust you. You gave Tim Hardaway seventy million dollars, right? Like, and while he's decent, he's not worth seventy million dollars. No, precisely. So it's like they traded out. They traded out their best player. 
for hopes that they get Zion Williamson, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving. So if their offseason goes like this, they fall out of the top three, they get a they get a nice pick, but not anything great, and they get Jimmy Butler and Kemba Walker. So you just traded Chris Tapps Porzingis for a 30-year-old Jimmy Butler, a 30-year-old Kemba Walker. I think, isn't Kemba like staying in Charlotte? I don't know. They're, Charlotte wants to sign him. Charlotte wants to sign him, If yeah. Kemba wants to win a championship, Kemba needs to leave Charlotte. Yeah. I, I don't know. I just, I, I don't understand like why the Knicks would trade everything for hope. You'd hope that they have, like, the success of the trade for the Knicks, in my opinion, highly weighs on the what? moves they make this offseason oh, exactly, in right? the draft. And you know what? And, like, I get it. Porzingis hasn't played this year. Maybe there's some concerns about his knee. Maybe he doesn't like the organization. There's concerns that he's going to leave anyways, right? And I get that. I guess, like, move on, cut bait. Like, it's, like it's, it's like weird. Porzingis is 22. Exactly. It's right, not like right. this is like a 29-year-old player, right? Yeah, exactly, right? Like, you, you traded your best asset to move contracts for hope. That you, what, he was like the fourth overall pick? Yeah. I just don't, I don't understand why, like, people are, like, you know, again, we're not the insiders in, in American media, but, you know, everyone says Katie and Kyrie are going to the Knicks, like, it's a done deal. I'm like, well, really? Because Kevin Durant was always going to sign with the Oklahoma City Thunder again, and... LeBron or Paul George was going to the Lakers and <laughs> like happen. all of this stuff was going to happen that these insiders said are never happens deal, right? happens. It never happens until it happens, right? So I think like immediately still I think the Mavs win the trade. Um depends what the Knicks do in the offseason, but immediately still I think the Mavs have the upper hand. And I think like I mean it is dependent on if Porzingis comes back healthy, but the Ch- Luka Doncic and Chris Haps Porzingis <gasps> Uh, that's Nick just that's got chills. nice. Nick just got chills. That's um, nice. With like, Nowitzki, to, Nowitzki to, to like teach them like, all, yeah. to teach them all, man. Like, and here's the thing. And Rick Carlisle is one of the more underrated coaches in the NBA. Like they've got some. Yeah, that's I like that, man. And like, here's the thing. Nineteen and twenty-two. They're such unique players that like they're the modern NBA. They could draw in a superstar to come play with them. I don't know. I, 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 I would say yes. I mean, Dallas isn't necessarily a huge market. I mean, it's got no state income tax, but it's also kind of like a small market. Yeah, you don't Team hear. All, it's yeah. like Dallas isn't like really in the national media spot or anything like that. Yeah. But there's some superstars like the Jimmy Butlers or the Kemba Walkers of the world that don't necessarily mind that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like Luka Doncic and Chris Porzingis are such like the, ter- the term unicorn, right, was like used to define... Kristaps Porzingis, right? Like, now we use unicorn on everything. It was like Giannis and Kristaps were, were unicorns. And, like, they're so young, you can develop their skills so that they can play off each other, right? Like, they can both shoot. Kristaps Porzingis is a great defender. They can drive. They have handles. They can put the ball in the even floor, like right? Even, like, Lucas, like... Like, just imagine them, like, developing together. Like, they could come... Like, you know, you always hear about, like, Hakeem Olajuwon had the sky hook or, like, Shaq could just, like, back someone in. Like, they'll come up with some one-two tandem that... Cause like man, in Luke. today's mod, like I, I don't know, I, I don't even know what it is. Sorry, Nick, to, to cut you off, but like, no, 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 no I no. could just see it as like the two man game between Chris Hasperzingus and Luka Doncic. Like, it could be amazing. What is that? That's the most terrifying sentence ever, right? Like, man, Luka's court vision is amazing too. I know, like some of the passes Chris, and dishes he makes. It's like, how'd you see that? <laughs> yeah, yeah I know. and you add Porzingis into that. I don't know, man. I don't know, man. I think they're young enough that like how they develop together, like. In three years, I think that they could. Uh, right now, 
There's not a better one-two young punch in the league. Maybe Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid, but like I, I don't. I would, I, I, I would say Luca and Chris they're Apps. up there, man. If Chris Saps is healthy, like yeah, that's my that's that's a one-two. And then you add in a player like I don't know, you add Kemba in there or or, or whoever, like that. right? Like, like, that's yeah. that's a pretty decent or, squad. Or they like they have money come twenty twenty. Yeah, they have money come twenty twenty, right? Like because Tim a Hardaway, splash free agent. Exactly right. Like sign someone in twenty twenty. Like I'd have to look over the class, but because the scary thing is, in five years, these guys are still only going to be like. 25, 27. In five years, exactly. Luka Doncic <laughs> will be 24. Right? That's insane. And Chris Stapps will be 28. So young. Or 27. So young still. Yeah. And that's five years from now. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah, man. So, I, I mean, I I understand all of the talking heads in sports as to why the Knicks made the trade and everything like that. They got their two max cap spaces and KD and Kyrie are coming and they're going to get Zion Williamson. But it's right? all these what ifs. And you just traded happens, a tangible asset for what ifs. Yeah, until that happens, I just can't. That, I, I, I'm shocked, right? It's but a I, risky move, but I think it does have quite the ripple effect because now the Knicks can't trade for Anthony Davis because they would have offered Chris Stapps for Anthony Davis. Yeah, and New Orleans turned that down. Did they attempt? They attempted. They it, attempted right? and they turned it down. Anthony Davis wants to go to the Lakers, so say they wait to the summer, and because Anthony Davis doesn't want to go to Boston. So say Boston gets hurt, hold of that, and it's like, well, we're not going to give you our best offer if it's only going to be a one-year rental. So then they're like, no, Anthony Davis goes to the Lakers. Kyrie Irving doesn't resign. Then all of a sudden, like, does Kyrie go to the Knicks? Like, why would Kyrie leave Boston to go to the Knicks? I don't think Kevin Durant is leaving Golden State. They're moving into a new arena next year. Like, I, I think surprised. the amount of money, I would be very surprised if he left. Right, like. I just, that's the nickiest thing ever, like, to just trade tangible assets to get rid of bad contracts that you yourselves, that you yourselves handed out. Like, here's the thing, two years ago, don't hand out that fucking contract. There you go, that's what you do. You don't trade Chris Asperzingis to get out of that. You just don't hand out that contract. Yeah. I see what you're saying. Like, it's just... These like, are the situations you've created for yourself. And I can't believe that. Like and I like I said, we're, we're, we're Raptors fans. We should want the Knicks to consistently be futile, right? But like how I just hear now, like a lot of the talking heads are like, oh, it's the greatest thing the Knicks ever did. Done deal in the bag. Like KD, Kyrie, Zion. Pew, 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 pew. Right? All the money. Everything's fine. Every veteran flocks there. Knicks win a championship next year and uh, chapter, right? It's just like, <laughs> oh, my God. Right now, unless they get rid of Wes Matthews uh, Deand- and DeAndre Jordan, and bench Dennis Smith Jr. The Knicks are like they're a, maybe the sixth worst team in the league. They're not that bad. No, yeah, true. With those guys, like right now, DeAndre Jordan, Wes Matthews, and Dennis Smith Jr. are an upgrade over oh what they have Tim Hardaway, Courtney Lee, and For Porzingis. Sure. Right. So For like sure. you're just adding a lot of years. Like you're adding a lot of age. Yeah. Right. So like maybe they buy him out. Maybe they trade him for more assets and something like that. Right. Like and really fully commit to the tank, but. I don't know. Like I, I see the Knicks' plan. I see what they're doing, but they're kind of like the Lakers. The Lakers thought they were going to sign every free agent for the past five years. They're like, we're going to get Lamarcus Aldridge. We're going to get Paul George. We're going to get all of these guys. Didn't right? get none like, of them. Didn't get any of them. Right. Like now, more than ever, with the social media age, to me, you need to. It doesn't matter as much to be in a big market. Like you can yeah. you can get your social media followers. You can get your shoe deal. You can get all of that. Yeah. Playing in Oklahoma City. Yeah. Look you at know, Ross, dude. Like yeah. Even Paul George. You can get all of that playing in a small market. So I just don't... I, I, 
maybe I'm just looking at it from too much of like a fan perspective. I'm not a media personnel or anything like that, that, you know, just like it's in the bag. Knicks are great. Yada, 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 yada. From just like a casual fan of the game. Like the Knicks have been strike. The Knicks, this is what they always, we have money. We go for LeBron. We get Amari Stoudemire. We go for Akeem Olajuwon. We get uh, Dennis Johnson, right? Like I just, I don't understand why you would trade a changeable asset as Chris Esperzingis, even if he's leaving in two years. Like, yeah, spend two years and just be like, "Look, man, it's been we've had a pretty shitty run organization. Let's build this together." Yeah, kind of thing, right? Like, you have a tangible asset. And hilariously enough, Dennis Smith Jr. was drafted a pick after Frank Nicolita by the Knicks when Phil Jackson was still their GM. <laughs> uh, probably should have just drafted Dennis Smith Jr. You dumb, dumb idiots. But I don't know, man. I it just. Like, what a crazy whirlwind week in the NBA for that shit to happen. Yeah, seriously, though. There's a lot, man. Basically, apparently, the only trade started, like, the trade talks only started happening on Wednesday. Yeah, literally, though. Yeah, and then a day later. And then, like, all he's these. Traded. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then, sorry, finally, briefly, I just want to. LeBron James was back. He looked dominant as ever. Yeah. He was a cis shy of a triple. John's double. happy. Yeah, John's happy. <laughs> um, he's playing you this week, too, eh? Yeah. yeah. Well, he overtook me because of that. Yeah. LeBron James playing. Because me and him are, like, we were going through injury fucking... Yeah, both hell. you guys, yeah, yeah. But now his play, LeBron came back. I don't have any of my guys back yet. Dude, the last week I played Cabal, and, like, I was over 1,000. Still beat me. Oh, my God. He had, like, almost 1,200 points. Jesus Christ. I had, like, 1045. I was like, man, like, what in the hell? Like, like Cabal, Cabal was texting me this week. He's basically oh, like, see? it's me and you, eh? Oh, in the finals? <laughs> yeah, I, like, yeah. I, I like, Cabal, man, honestly, I, I hear you, dude. Yeah. I was talking to John, I'm like, I can't see... I, like, unless Even something like bad t- happens to Cabal's team, I can't see him not making the finals. Yeah, exactly. There's no way. Yeah. And th- you'd be hard-pressed to beat him in the finals, too. Yeah. Um, He's got a good team, man. And, like, here's the thing. Oladipo went down, and he has every other pacer that's going to get those touches. <laughs> <laughs> it paid off from this Yeah, time. he's got Sabonis, Turner, and Bogdanovich. Yeah. I'm like, okay, so, like, your 2-3-4 and four guy just became just all one 2 3 guy. Yeah. Like, great, yeah. <laughs> Um, and then the Raptors this week, they've looked listless lately. I agree. I, I think they'll do Concerning? something. Yeah. Yeah. I'm starting to get a little concerned. They couldn't even hit threes. No, I know. It was tough to watch, dude. Like it's happened a Bucks, few times. A Bucks game. It's happened more than a few times, unfortunately. Yeah. And like we talked about in the group and Thad, Thad pointed out a good thing, right? Like if CJ gets back to career averages, if Kyle starts playing, right? Like it's a little too many ifs for my liking. Yeah. And it's always in the games that like... You know, they're the games like, all right, here's, here's the test. Like, when you're playing the Bucks, the top team in the On East, national television. You know, you and like, you're not game. winning. They're 1-3 and three against the Bucks now. It's yeah. like... Well, exactly. I ba- They basically sewed up the Bucks outside of the Bucks going on a losing streak of their own. Same with the Celtics. They beat them once and... 1-2. and two. So, like... I'm willing... The Celtics, oh, man, they are... Every game I've watched against Boston this year has been... They've played game. well, except yeah, the yeah, first yeah. quarter of last game. Yeah. But, like, the Raptors will beat them at home. I'll call that here. in a playoff series. Like, apparently, the home teams won every game of that series. Um, <gasps> since uh, which, what am I trying to say? Like 2016. Oh, really? The home team has won every game in that series. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. So, but, but like yeah, that's I, why. Yeah, it's just it's it's concerning. I don't know. A shooter. A shooter would be nice. Yeah, man. A Wayne Ellington. They need what CJ Miles isn't providing right now. A Justin Holiday from Memphis. A Reggie Bullock from the Pistons. Do you think they're going to make any moves for the deadline? 
I think they'll get a, a shooter. One of those guys. A shooter of some sort. I saw one from Memphis. Uh, I wouldn't mind, like, J. Michael Green either. He he boards well. He can hit a three. He's mm. a little bit more of a tenacious rebounder. I mean, JV's coming back. I think we forget that. Yeah, JV so started true. practicing Missing this him. past week. He was, right? he was doing great, yeah, man. Like, I, th- I think that... It's not providing you with the, the, the threes, but... Yeah, it's a, but it's a different dynamic one. The occasional one. Yeah. But still, right? But, like, just to have that rebounding presence, yeah, man. right? No, like, it's huge. Because, like, I don't even mind missing the threes as much when you have a rebounding presence that's well, going to collect it up. That's going to clean it up a little bit for you, right? Like, yeah, man. I, I don't mind... I don't mind us having struggles from three if we did have the JV offensively rebounding, right? Like, exactly. It, to me, it stings a little bit less. Like, right now, Serge Ibaka is a, a center in the NBA, but he's not the greatest rebounder or anything like that. Same thing with Pascal. Like, Pascal's great, but he's not dominant rebounding king or anything like that. So, I don't know. Rebounding. But I think three-point shooting and JV coming back is probably... probably Biggest areas for improvement. Probably, like, what they're looking for. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if DeLon Wright gets traded. Yeah. I think he gets traded, personally. It's just going to cost too much. Yeah, I agree. The guy's an $8 million, $9 million player a year next year. You can't pay that. Yeah, too far down in the packing order. Precisely, precisely. Um, but, you know, it's Canada. It's been cold. Everyone's fucking cold as shit, right? Like, they'll, they'll turn it up. I, I, I have utmost confidence come, like, the Bucks have played great, but you know what? They remind me of the, the Raptors Rap- of the past two years, right? Like, they've looked great, but, like... Are we really going to trust prove them in the playoffs? Me, right? Exactly. Yeah. Like, last year, you guys were the shittiest offense in the league. Like, yeah. prove it to me more than one one regular season. Yeah, man. Um. Yeah. So, Super Bowl tomorrow. Going to be a good time? Yep. Yep. It is mandatory. Beer's so mandatory. 34. 34. Welcome back. Welcome back. Going get, to get, get to cooking. Okay. No, not yet. It's too early. Oh, yeah. Gotta go buy all Gotta go finish get, my, to, get to buying pork. Finish yeah. the ingredients. Pick out the finest pork.